Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lainey Harper. I am a youth elder and I am a freshman at Sutherland High School. I'd like to welcome you to the annual youth service today. The theme is Our God, Our Feet, God's Path. We've been working on the service since the beginning of January. We have been reading scriptures, writing prayers, choosing hymns, and rehearsing together. We're glad you're here to worship with us. Please be sure to sorry. Oh, please be sure to sign the friendship pads so that your pure neighbors can greet you by the name. If you wish to talk to Stephen Minister confidentially, the Stephen Minister on duty for today is Alice O'Dwyer and is available in the narthex. I'd like to ask those in the congregation who have done anything with our ministry this year, such as going on a mission trip, helping with an event or a fundraiser, or with so-so or logos, to please take a stand. We would like to take a moment to thank each of you for your support of us. We are very excited to worship God with you this morning.
We give thanks to the Lord with our whole hearts in the company of all of us gathered together today in his name. He provides blessings for those who do his deeds. Following the path he has set us on, we can receive great wisdom. Please join me in the responsive call to worship. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Praise the Lord. The work of your hands is faithful and just. Holy and awesome is your name. Let us worship God. Please join me in the prayer of the day. Great God of the universe, whose wisdom pervades all creation, we gather before you to give you all praise and honor. Wonderful and majestic are your works. Righteousness is seen in all that you do. You make a covenant and call us as heirs of its promise. You establish your law, showing all people that you are to be trusted. In company with the redeemed of all ages, we lift our voices to acclaim your worth. Holy God, we often put ourselves first, neglecting the needs of others. Help us to stay on your path. We join together and acknowledge our corporate sin. Gracious God, our sins are too heavy to carry too real to hide, and too deep to undo. Forget what our lips tremble to name, what our hearts can no longer bear, and what has become for us a consuming fire of judgment. 
Set us free from a past we cannot change. Open to us a future in which we can be changed. And grant us grace to grow more and more in the likeness and image. Through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. God is merciful and gracious. He sends redemption to his people. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. God's praise endures forever. You may be seated. Stay with us, God, and turn to the hearts of all those whom we cannot find common ground. Fill their hearts and fill our own. Let us stop fussing and find peace. Let us see how others are just like us. Since God has forgiven us in Christ, let us forgive one another. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Greet one another in the name of the Lord. okay. A reading from the book of Mark. Hear God's word to us. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue, who was possessed by an impure spirit, cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. And the impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this, a new teaching? And with authority, he even gives orders to impure spirits, and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
There we go. I would like to invite all the children up. Does anyone know what it means to follow God's path? Kind of do good and be good? Kind of? Anybody see what I'm getting at? Exactly. In what way do we follow God's path? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go to church. We do mission work. Um, we help our friends and family when they ask us to. Um, what do we mean when we say kind hands, kind words? I know a lot of you have brothers and sisters, and when we say kind hands, kind words, we mean be nice. I know I hear some giggling over there. Be nice, do nice things, and when mom and dad ask you to do stuff, let's try to do it. Is there any way we show kind hands and kind words in everyday life? We follow God's word. Mm-hmm. Dear God, please help us to show others God's love every day with kind words and gentle hands, to show others the rightness and joy of following God's path. Go on into the kingdom, everybody. everyone. This morning's Old Testament lesson is taken from Deuteronomy. Listen for God's word to each of us. The Lord your God will rise up from you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him, for this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Habor on the day of the assembly, when he said, let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see that his nor see this great fire anymore, or we will die. The Lord said, What they say is good. I will raise up from them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words, and that the prophet speaks in my name. 
not, uh, but a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, is to be put to death. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This psalm reading is about how great are the Lord's words. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart. In the counsel of the upright and the assembly, great are the words of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear in him. 
He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just, and his precepts are are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Hello, everyone. I, oh, (laughs) hello. I am Maddie Frank, and I am a second semester senior at Pittsburgh Sutherland. When I told my grandmother what I was hoping to do for the rest of my life, she patted me gently on the hand and said in a consoling Southern voice, everyone changes their mind in college. (laughs) I wasn't laughing. (laughs) Now, I know this is partially true. College is usually a time for people to figure out what they are really interested in and or what can make them a lot of money. But other people never change their minds. I like to think I'm one of these people, but I suppose everyone does. My goal is to write for NBC's SNL, or really any comedy show. Now I know what you're all thinking. I've talked to Maddie before, and she isn't funny at all. (laughs) Though this is a fantastic point, I think I'm clever enough to fake my way through it. The theme for this year's youth service is Our Feet, God's Path. When thinking about what I was going to talk about today, My dream to write sketches that make fun of politicians and media icons didn't seem to be something God would necessarily want me to do. I wouldn't exactly categorize it as mission work, and I'm not really spreading the word of the Lord by any means. However, I realize that laughter is very important. Laughing burns calories, boosts your immune system, lowers blood sugar levels, and helps you relax. As a side note, I looked up all of that on WebMD, so please do not quote me on any of it. Continuing on, comedy has gotten me through everything from the awkward stages of adolescence to final exam week. Comedy was and is such an important part of my life, and I just hope that I can help people in the same way that humor has helped me. So I realize that just because my future job may not obviously be religious doesn't mean that I'm not helping people or that I'm not religious. Some of you may not know that I raise guide dogs. I actually just finished a puppy named Hunter last week and sent him down to the Guiding Eyes for the Blind Training Center. This is something that I am very proud of doing, and I think God would be too. I bring this up because I want to remind you all that just because someone doesn't seem like they're doing the the Lord's work at first glance doesn't mean they aren't. Your sarcastic dentist might do mission work. The plumber might work at a soup kitchen. Your future favorite SNL writer might also love community service. (laughs) Being a Christian isn't about showing your beliefs off to everyone within a two-mile radius. It's about living your life the way God would want you to. This means that your path might be a little different than your neighbors. Everyone has a different role to play, so don't jump to any conclusions about the way other people are living their lives. I believe that God has multiple paths for us, that we can do what we love while worshiping him at the same time, that enjoying life and being religious are not mutually exclusive, and everyone can serve God in their own way. I wanted to finish this mini-sermon off with a joke, but I cannot for the life of me think of one. 
How ironic. A sermon about comedy is, in fact, not funny at all. So, instead of a laugh, I want to encourage you all to not judge people by the little you see of them, to give people the benefit of the doubt, and to do what you love. Hi, guys. Hi. My name's Yasmin, and I'm a recent graduate from Penfield High School. Thank you. I made it. Um, I want to start off today with a show of hands. Anyone feeling a little lost? Maybe things at work or home are changing, or you really aren't sure why you're doing the things you're doing? Okay. Well, good news for you few. God has a path for all of us, and at times we can be a little confused or lost. A small detour into the undergrowth off the beaten path. I don't know about you, but I've been floating around in the winds of life trying to figure stuff out. But the internet has solved my problem. Mercury is in retrograde motion. It has thrown off communication and blurred intended directions of travel. I'm thankful I'm not a Gemini because they're supposed to have a really rough time. But all will be better on February 11th when Mercury returns to regular motion and the haze will clear. I don't know if I believe in astrology or star signs, but if you're looking for something to blame your miscommunications on, here you go. I'm waiting for the 11th to see if I can get my life back on track. I've laced my sermon today with a poem by Robert Frost, and I have a question I want you to keep in mind. What is a path but a road with fewer travelers? Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear. Tough as for the passing there had worn them really about the same. Life is full of decisions, and they will take you down one road. I can't read, I'm so sorry. Life is full of decisions, and they will take you down a road you didn't expect. Right now, most of us seniors are looking down the college road, and it's a little bit scary. But you get this feeling pulling you one way or another. You can't explain it, but you just get a feeling about a college. Even if the colleges are equal in every academic way, you get this deep-down gut feeling about one school, and that feeling is God, and it is him showing you the path that he has designed for you. It's the start of your life. And both that morning equally lay, and leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubt if I should ever come back. That's it. God has a plan for you, and he has a path for you as well. To follow it, the path, so sorry, that's it. God has a path for you to follow. It's going to take some twists and turns and change throughout your life. And as my mother likes to say, when I get overwhelmed or thinking of, what if I mess something up and I screw up my whole life? She says, everything short of a felony or death can be fixed at this point. (laughs) And God will guide you down the path of life, no matter how many detours there are into the undergrowth. You can't go back down the path you came from, but you can always get back on another and keep going forward. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference.
Hello, my name is Emily Drake and I'm a senior at Pittsburgh Sutherland High School. Many people say that God has a plan for all of us and when we stray from the plan, then bad things could happen. I don't believe this is necessarily true. I think that God guides us down a road that is best for us. God has a perfect plan for each of us and a perfect plan does not mean that everything is good and positive. We learn from hardships and adversity too. This helps us to grow stronger and develop qualities and resilience that otherwise would not have been developed. As humans, we don't like being told what to do. Ever since I was little, listening was never one of my fortes. One day, I was playing on the St. Louis playground, and an older boy came up to me and said, You are my slave. I was naive and went along with it for about five minutes until he wanted me to carry him on his back. He climbed up on the railings of a bridge and started to climb on my back, and then I just flipped him off my back and said, I am not your slave. This was the point when I realized I wasn't going to let anyone boss me around. I have always wanted to be in control of my own life, and I'm, not, and I'm not afraid to express my own voice. This trait can sometimes be very good and other times very bad. In some instances, it pushes me to strive to be my best and keep trying harder when things get tough. It has always allowed me to become, it has allowed me to become executive council president of my high school, be captain of my field hockey team, make the varsity basketball team without ever playing basketball before, and even get into college. I believe that anyone can accomplish any goal. My goal was to get into the physician's assistant school at Springfield College and to play field hockey. God could send me any way he pleased, but I want to achieve this for myself. To be a competitive candidate for PA school, you need to have a GPA of above 3.5, have at least 20 hours of job shadowing, and two extra letters of recommendation to top your original two, and be an overall well-rounded person. Now, if I didn't believe I could accomplish these things, I never would have a chance of getting into this program. Over the summer and into the beginning of the school year, I completed, I completed a total of 27 hours of shadowing. Before receiving these opportunities to do the shadowing hours, I had absolutely no clue what I wanted to do with my life. These opportunities were absolutely life-changing, and, and they have allowed me to discover a future career for myself. By putting trust in God and to go to the first job shadowing, it led me to discover what I wanted to do with my life. The job shadowing hours included shadowing a spinal and orthopedic office physician's assistant and even going into the OR with him, where I witnessed three spinal surgeries. This experience convinced me that I wanted to be a PA. God helps lead us down our paths and guide us towards the right decisions. I submitted my final application on November 27th. My goal was only one step away. Once I clicked the submit button on the infamous Common app, my application was in God's hands. There was nothing else I could do. Two long months later, I got a letter in the mail saying that I had been accepted into the PA program. I was over the moon with excitement, and I knew I had a bright future ahead of me. If you put your faith in God, he will help you find the path to take. When I went my first job shadowing day, I, my trust was in God that this would be my calling. I have not officially decided if I would go to Springfield College, but I am about 98% sure that that's where I'll be heading next year. I know that God has good things in store for me, and he will always be supportive of me in all my decisions. Hi, my name is Madison Ranslow, and I'm a senior at Pittsburgh Menden. Yesterday, I came home from a visit and interview at Clarkson University. Clarkson is located in snowy Potsdam, New York, in what is known as the North Country, simply for the reason that it is in the north of the state. The region is also sometimes referred to as God's country. 
According to Oxford's Dictionary, God's country is a term used to describe an area or a region, especially a peaceful rural one, supposedly favored by God. Other dictionaries give an alternative definition of one's native country. By that definition, right here is God's country for me. So when I finally move up in the world and leave for college in August, I will be going from one of God's countries to another. Seems pretty good and pretty blessed, right? Seems like my life is right on track. It didn't always seem like that, though. I can't tell you how many times I changed my plan, or rather, my plan changed on me. I thought for so long that I wanted to go and was going to go to Penn State, only to realize that it was way too big and not the right school for me. I also thought I wanted to go into engineering. But after taking an engineering class at school, I realized that that too was not for me. The plan I had and thought I was going to follow seemed to fall apart every chance it got. I don't think anything made as big of a difference as Jazzy did, though. I realized how extremely fortunate I am. I realized that I'm given one of the greatest opportunities someone can be given, an education. Simply by being born here, I'm given something a lot of other people aren't, and, what, and with that comes great power. And as we all know, with great power comes great responsibility. I have the responsibility to use, my education, to use the education I've been given to the fullest extent possible, to not waste it, to put as much as I can into it so I can get as much out of it as I can. It wouldn't be fair to all the kids that aren't given the same opportunities as I am to waste them. It wouldn't be right to encourage the kids at Jazzy to work hard and make the most of the schooling they get while not doing the same. That seems like a daunting task. And that realization that I needed to make the most of my education hit me hard. The way I saw it was I needed to find a way to take all of the knowledge I've gotten from all my years in school and put it towards something that would matter. But I didn't know how to do that or what that meant for me. I had absolutely no idea what to do. At that time, I would have been perfectly content staying in Jamaica and finding a way to help the people who desperately needed my help. However, I realized that that wasn't the most practical decision. So there I was, stuck. And yet, now, here I am, unstuck. I didn't just get here overnight. I didn't realize exactly what I wanted to do one day. But somehow, through every dead end and U-turn, I found my way to the destination. And maybe it's where God wanted me to be, get the whole time. In most translations of the Bible, the second half of 1 Corinthians 8.1 goes, Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. But if you read the contemporary English version, you will read, Knowledge makes us proud of ourselves, while love makes us helpful to others. It's an interesting twist. I am proud of my knowledge, and my knowledge makes me proud of myself. But I also want to use that knowledge to help others because of my love for others. I plan on studying biochemistry and hope to use that to have a career that will benefit others. I couldn't be happier about what my life has turned out like so far, and I know I'm on the right path. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jonathan Kim, and I'm a senior at Sutherland High School. I'm still not sure where I'm going to college, so please refrain from asking me after the service. <laughs> like I said, my name is Jonathan. In Hebrew, it means God has given. For those of you that know me, pretty accurate, right? 
For those of you that don't know me, that was a joke. I swear I'm not that arrogant. <laughs> hey, Maddie, maybe I should write for SNL. <laughs> our theme today is Our Feet, God's Path. In writing my sermon, I contemplated how this applies to my life. In a discussion with my mother, she suggested I speak to my experiences in cross-country, asking if I ever felt a connection with God while I was running. To which I responded, Yes, Mother. That time I threw up in the middle of my race, I felt the presence of the Lord. <laughs> we discussed the other things in my life applying to the topic, and nothing really stuck for me. I gradually realized that I haven't found God's path yet. Luckily, as an Eagle Scout, my orienteering skills are above average. God's path is a little less simplistic than it, found, than it sounds. It's not like Dorothy just following the yellow brick road. It's being put in the wilderness and trying to figure out which deer trail will lead you back to civilization. Like this thin, nearly non-existent trail, as more people around you travel it, the trail becomes more clear and more beaten down. As the people around me find this path, such as the people in this sanctuary, the path becomes more clear. Now just because I haven't found God's path yet, or if I've strayed from it, that doesn't make me a bad Christian or a bad person. It's the effort to make your way back to God's plan that matters. Lately, I feel farther away from the path than ever before. I've been consumed by the work, the social events, and the general chaos that comes with senior year. I feel a little lost. I already told all of you that I don't know where I'm going to college yet. I'm torn. Do I attend University of Pittsburgh, where I have a good chance of receiving a scholarship that will give me everything except for room and board? University of Oregon, where I'm already guaranteed a scholarship? Or University of Wisconsin, the school I've wanted to go to since I knew what college was? I've also been accepted to University of Maryland, who seemed all but out of the running, until yesterday, when I received a fridge magnet in the mail. That's a game changer. It was a very nice fridge magnet. But which path do I take? Which path is God's intention? I'm inclined to go towards the fridge magnet, but other than that, I have no idea. Despite all of this, I have faith. I know I'll find God's path. I know he'll lead me to it. So for those of you that are like me and seem a little lost, have faith. You too will find God's path. Please join me in the offertory prayer. Lord, and give thanks for the wisdom and that comes with sharing your gifts. We offer up our time, talents, and treasures to help bring heaven to earth. We pray that these offerings will be accepted in your name.
psalmist, we can pray to be led by God in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And we recognize that all those paths will bring us right back here to a home that God has provided for each of us, a home that is complete with bread and wine to satisfy our hunger and thirst. Please join me in prayer. Holy Lord, everlasting God, we thank you for commanding light out of darkness, for dividing the waters into sea and dry land, for creating the whole world and calling it good. We thank you for making us in your image to live with each other in love for the breath of life, the gift of speech, and the freedom to choose your path. You have told us your purpose in commandments to Moses. You've called for justice in the cry of the prophets. And through long generations, you have been fair and kind to us all. You are wonderful and great, O God. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who lived with us, sharing our joy and sorrow. He told your story, healed the sick, and was a friend of sinners. And then obeying you, he was murdered by people he loved. We praise you that he is not dead, but risen to rule the world, and that he is still the friend of sinners. We trust him to overcome every power to hurt or divide us so that when you bring in your promised kingdom, we will celebrate victory with him. Great God, give your Holy Spirit in the breaking of this bread, so that we might be drawn together and joined to Christ the Lord, there to receive new life and remain his faithful people until we feast with him in glory. So we ask that you would bless the cup that we will pour, that it might speak to us of new life, of a covenant sealed in blood. Lord God, bless our time together around this table. Receive our thanksgiving and gratitude. We ask it in the Master's name. Amen. On the night of his arrest, our Lord and Savior took a simple loaf of bread, and after he had given thanks to God for it, he broke it. And he gave it to each one of his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In obedience and gratitude, we do.
In a very similar way, after supper, our Lord took the cup as I do ministering in his name. He said, this cup is the cup of the new covenant poured out in my blood for the forgiveness of sin. And he added, as long as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim my salvation until I come again. Behold the cup of salvation poured out for you. Drink ye all of it.
Friends, we have a number of prayer requests this morning. Bob and Bonnie Dunn, we join in praying with you for your good friend, Melissa Stites. She is a 27-year-old diagnosed with breast cancer, and may God bring healing to her and the support for her family. We're also joining Jonathan Kim in praying for his friend, Nick Bowman, thank you very much, who broke his foot and is not going to be able to complete his senior season of basketball. May God bring him healing. We also are in prayer for Barbara Eric, who successfully had back surgery and hopes to be back in the good care of friends and family at the Highlands very soon. We give thanks and praise for the wonderful flowers that are behind me in memory of Clara, your wonderful van. We thank you for the support that your family has brought around you and for even Zach to be here and lead worship this morning so beautifully. We also are in remembrance of other families that have lost loved ones in the month of January. Bill McColgan's mother passed away, and they had a memorial service in Indiana last week. We also lost Joe Beth Nichols' mother, and they had a memorial service locally with their family as well. And Nancy Carlson Stuckey lost her mother earlier in the month, and their memorial service was held privately. We lift to them all God's grace and reminder that we will see one another again face to face. We give thanks and praise today for our marvelous youth leading us in worship with reverence and awe and humor and wisdom and insight. And we give thanks for those who love them and support them. And that includes each and every one of you. And now Ms. Wilborn will lead us in prayer. What would happen if you only had tomorrow what you thanked God for today? These are some things that the youth in our church are thankful for. Having loving families, friends, a kind and caring church, pets, God's guiding hands, parents, technology, music, sports, everyday lives, and new opportunities to show God's love to others. What are some things that we as a congregation are thankful for? Just yell them out. Okay, Joel, our youth leader. Any, our youth, think. Anything else? I know, what? Our health. I'm thankful for the home I have, the friends I have. Let us continue to thank God for these things by praying the prayer that God's Son, Jesus Christ, taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and glory forever. Amen. Bruce Frank and I had a little conversation earlier, and we want to acknowledge that this is a a final hymn with one stanza. So we're going to do it a little differently. As um, you find it, it's seven eight. As you turn to that, um, I will remind you that tomorrow is a religious holiday of sorts if you follow things along and know about the history of Candle Mass. Um, if you don't know it that way, you will know that tomorrow is uh, 
Groundhog Day. We should probably be in prayer, Carrie, because I'm afraid if they get a foot of snow in Punxsutawney as predicted, he's not even going to come out of his cave, let alone see his shadow. So, this is actually a cannon, and I'm glad that you're over on this side, because you can help. We're going to sing, we'll sing it all the way through, all of us once, and then when we start the second time through, this side will start where the asterisk comes, and Didi, you can help with that, the whole center section, and then everybody over here, and Bob Dunn can read music well, that is when we get to the second asterisk and we'll start. So it's called a canon. Blessed are you, God of all creations. Through your goodness, we have these gifts to share. Accept and use our offerings for your glory and for the service of your kingdom. Go in peace. <laughs> 